Hello friends and welcome to the Voice Memo Diaries, a podcast where I recently made an episode entitled something like updates from me and commitments to you where I outlined how I would be recording an episode or putting out an episode every Thursday and then um, shortly after proceeded to go ghost for like a month, (laughs) like a smooth month. Um... I apologize for that and there is you know there's nothing I can do to make it up to you my brief explanation is that it was a combination of like the episodes that I want to put out next or soon I'm just gonna say soon they are very important to me the content is important to me the topic the execution I'm gonna hold it to a higher standard than I hold the other episodes that I've made honestly um because of what I will be talking about and thinking about that scared me a lot it made me nervous to execute something because I feel like I'll have to edit it more I'll have to plan for it more and it also made me feel like I needed to do justice uh by the topic and Um, I realized like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay how I put something out as long as I put it out. Cause if I keep all of my ideas and thoughts to myself, then I'll never know anything or I'll never be able to share anything. So I'm going to be, try to be less stringent about it, but I'm also going to try to upload other types of episodes in between because I also made it into this thing where I thought I had to do them all continuously and then I had all these deadlines and it was like, can do all that. And also logistically, it involves a lot more people than usual. But anyway, it was half that and it was half that I was really living life recently. And um, I was implementing a lot of the things that I'd be talking about on this podcast. So that's a good thing. Like, I think, um, I think that I was listening to literally take a shot every time I say the Balanced Black Girl podcast, but I was listening to the Balanced Black Girl podcast. And my girl Les was talking about how sometimes you need to take a break from learning habits or implementing habits, so like to practice them and to live them. So it's like, you think about how you like, you know, I don't know, like you ramp up on your, ew, did you hear that corporate speak? Anyway, but you like get good at something, you build a skill. Um, Like journaling, for instance, I've gotten like way more into my journaling recently and I had to build that skill up and it took me some time, but now I do it like almost every single day, morning and night. But I also now have to learn how to maintain because there's no new like achievement milestone for doing that journaling. You know what I mean? Like before it was like, oh, if I go a week of doing it, then like that's super impressive. And now those are like few and far between. So anyway, all that to say that I think I was just practicing what I be preaching on here, which is a great thing. Um, But that aside, I hope you've been great.
I hope that life has been treating you well. And I hope that this episode is also useful to you in some way. I'm going to be pretty loose with this one. It's like the first one I haven't truly outlined in a while. So (laughs) I hope it's good. But give me some grace because I haven't done this in a minute. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about like kind of a mishmash of a few different things that I've been thinking about Um, because I feel like I've heard the concepts before, but experiencing them has been kind of like a breakthrough for me, honestly. And um, like I've made small tweaks in my life that has changed my experience of like my day to day by a lot. And it's made me a lot happier and a lot more balanced. And I just want to share. So, okay, they're all like interconnected. And if I had made an outline, (laughs) I would know how to to knit them together in a seamless way. But I didn't make my outline. So I'll just start by saying this. Okay, so as I've alluded to in the past few episodes, I recently went through the uh, like uh, an emotional <laughs> hardship, <laughs> um, the changing of a relationship, right? And um, it was very difficult for me. It was a very difficult <laughs> experience for me emotionally for a while, right? So I was feeling a lot of feelings was in a, rightfully so, right? When you think about like someone who's going through like a big emotional change, you would expect them to be more emotional than usual. And you would expect them to like, maybe be moved to tears more often, or maybe like be a little bit more moody or change up a little bit more often, right? But I realized I caught myself during this time that every time I w- would go to do the, one of those things, I would go to feel like a feeling that it was like someone was changing like directions without my consent. You know, like on um, like a railroad track, how you can like switch, there's a lever that you can pull and you can switch where the rail- the train is going you know how like the trolley problem is set up? It felt in my brain like someone was switching my train of thought without my consent. Like it wasn't me who was switching my train of thought, but as soon as the beginning of an emotion would bubble up, my train of thought would switch and I would be thinking about something completely different. And I started reflecting on how often I was doing that throughout the day. And when I tell you like (laughs) every few seconds, literally, probably. I would like have a thought that would lead to another thought. Oh, also, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I told my friends who are my podcast listeners. So, but I feel like my thoughts happen uh, so quickly that it's like kind of overwhelming. Like I wish they would slow down some, but (laughs) 
Um, so I'll have like a bunch of like snow, like snowball effect type thoughts. And it'll lead me to like an emotion, it would have led me to an emotion. And as soon as I felt the emotion, there were the beginnings of it. Some part of my brain would like side sidestep it and like create an entirely new train of thought. And so I started doing this thing where I would force myself to return to whatever the thought was that had engendered that emotion. And I would force myself. <laughs> this sounds like so dramatic. Oh, I would force myself to feel my feelings, but like literally, that's what I would do. I would backtrack to the thought and I would be like, what is it about this line in this song that made like something bubble up in my chest and I had to change course? Like, why do I feel this way when I eat this bite of pasta? What does it remind me of? And then I would force myself to then talk through what the emotion was. So this is like, so I would, this podcast <laughs> is like me voice memoing, but that that's what I, and that's what I used to, that's what I currently do with my friends. But I also started doing it before I made this with myself and that the frequency of that has picked up a lot. Like I will literally make an audio journal, like if I'm, um, driving or like if I start to get like a little bit anxious I'll make one and even if I don't make an audio journal I have a uh, when I'm walking my dog I'll have my airpods in a lot of times even if I'm not listening to something just so it can look like <laughs> just so it can look like I'm on the phone and I don't have to be making a, an, an audio note but I can just be talking to myself that does sound a little bit off, doesn't it? <laughs> but I promise it's a useful tactic. And you can just do it at home. You don't have to do it out in public. But I'm on these walks and I sometimes they're pretty long. And I just like, if I feel the feeling, you know, while I'm out there, I just start talking to myself. And it's so useful. It is so useful and cathartic to allow yourself to like, just feel and like really think about why that is. Like sometimes when I allow myself to talk through stuff, I see patterns from like, this happened to me and I reacted this way this time and two and a half years before that and three years before that. And I think it started right here at this moment. I've been able to do that like several times with myself because I just like literally allow myself to talk and explain. And that, that's kind of like, what therapy is, <laughs> you know, like allowing yourself to like literally just talk <laughs> and someone is listening to you and they're really listening to you. And then they're prompting you to like unravel your thoughts in a way. And I started doing that just kind of like on my own. And that's, I mean, it has changed my life. <laughs> Sorry, I was, you can't see me, but I was making a dramatic facial expression. Sometimes when I have, when I take these long dramatic pauses, it's because when I record these episodes, I uh, talk with like my hands and all that stuff. And when you do that, you got to add time, you know, for your facial expressions to sink in and everything. But you guys can't see me. <laughs> 
so <laughs> I apologize for that and this whole tangent is probably going to make me lose my train of thought but the point that I was trying to make before is that this has changed my life because it's like taking it's like exhaling it's like before I did this I was living my life like holding my breath all the time and it was exhausting and that's why I think sometimes when I would when I would have like um, emotional releases they would be like really heavy and kind of negative like it would bubble up as like I'm crying for no reason I feel anxious and I feel panicked for actually no reason and I would these like waves of emotion would come over me and I would be super overwhelmed and I would not know what to do and I think it was because it's like (laughs) this guy (laughs) that I met this like counselor that I met when I was in college when I was an undergrad told me it was because I lived my life like I was just like stuffing things into a closet and like anything that bad that would happen I would just stuff it into the closet but like sometimes you need to go get things from that closet and he was like you throw things in there and then one day you go to get something out and then everything falls on top of you and then you don't know what to do and he was right (laughs) I think about that interaction a lot because he really he really talked to me about myself but it was like that it was like I was stuffing things into a closet and I feel like unraveling my feelings is like Marie Kondoing (laughs) the closet it's like literally allowing me to release things like thank things for what they've done for me or like the lesson I've learned from it or the connection I've made or literally whatever and then you let it go you know and I feel like I I have that skill a lot more now and that's really exciting but and this leads me into my next thought I was wondering like (laughs) for someone who considers themselves to be relatively (laughs) self-aware obviously because I made, I make this podcast where I basically tell everyone my thoughts about everything, which means that I think that I have great thoughts. Um, but I do, I consider myself to be relatively self-aware or like a reflective individual who like thinks about the consequences of her actions, etc. I was like, why don't you already have the skill of like really feeling any amount of emotion in a measured and normal way. Like, why can't you sit still? That's what I realized. It's like, not only was I, my my thought process bouncing from one place to another, I always needed some sort of stimulation to get me there. So it's like, in order for me to be stifling my thoughts that often, I had to be always ingesting someone else's thoughts does this make sense so my train of thought has somewhere else to go so this looks like for me and i don't know how apparent it is to people who know me in real life (laughs) you guys if you listen to this and you have thoughts on it you can let me know but i always literally always (laughs) am trying am like being stimulated by something like i am listening to music i'm listening to a podcast 
I'm watching a show, I'm watching a YouTube video. I'm always watching a YouTube video, <laughs> literally 24 seven, but always like I can't, I can't get in the car and start driving if there's no music or a podcast playing. And I can't get into the shower if there's not a music or a podcast playing. And I can't do a wash and go if there's nothing playing. And um, sometimes I actually work, I think, better in relative silence. Like not, I like um, like background noise, like as if I was in a cafe, but I can't listen to real music if I'm say like writing something because it'll take my train of thought away. But I will put on music anyway, every single day. <laughs> when I sit down to work, I will put on music that is too stimulating or a podcast or something that I know I can't listen to just because I want the stimulation and I'll have to ease my way down. So then I'll knock myself down to like softer music than instrumental, which I can actually do. But it's just like, why must I always be hearing the thoughts and opinions of someone else? (laughs) Like I actually had, had to really reflect on this because in a way I kind of prided myself on it because I thought I was like kind of like sharpening the mind I think it's a capitalism thing but I was like oh I'm always like listening to and learning something some stuff I watch is like educational everything is educational in its own way I will say that (laughs) but some stuff I listen to and watch is like a lot more like classically educational than other stuff I find it all to be engaging enough to watch it or listen to it but like why could I not be alone with my own thoughts that's that's like what it really boiled down to I was like I can never be in silence because if I'm in silence then all is all that's here is me and my own thoughts and then now I have to feel them and now this game that I play where I like can switch where I switch my train of thought is a lot harder to do because I have to organically switch my train of thought constantly instead of having like another stream of consciousness to pick up on and when I really pondered this like when I really like take took a step back And I thought about it and I really considered it. I was like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) Because I thought about like, how would I have survived even 20 years ago when I didn't have like a phone? Cause like when I tell y'all, like at every moment I'm listening to something, I'm thinking, I was just really thinking like, Back in the day, I couldn't always be listening to something. I would have to like pull out a record player or own a Walkman or be walking around with a boombox on my shoulders. Like I was thinking about how it it is unhealthy. I know it's unhealthy to be addicted to that much, a stream of that much information because it's not even, it wasn't even feasible for humans until very recently. So I know my brain is not designed to be holding on to that much information. And I know it's wearing me down and it's fatiguing me. And I was thinking that sometimes I feel like mentally tired. 
and it makes me physically tired. And I was wondering if some of that mental tiredness is from like literally <laughs> trying to have too many thoughts at once. And I, I learned this from someone who I used to like ride in the car with them and they would just like stop talking for a while. And I would like kind of like keep going and I would kind of like self-sustain a conversation for a minute until I realized that they weren't really talking that much. And so then I would stop talking and then I would be sitting in silence, like listening to the music or something. And then I would be like really self-conscious because I thought that I had said something to like to bother them or like that they were mad at me or that they didn't like hearing me talk. <laughs> but literally, and this was novel to me, they were like, I don't really need to be talking right now. <laughs> like, I just don't really have anything to say. I'm not really thinking about much. I'm just like, you know, I'm here chilling. So it's nothing like, like there's nothing wrong with you. You can talk if you want. Like, I'm just not going to say much. And I just, <laughs> I realized like, I never have this experience. <laughs> so then I started reflecting on the amount of information that I feel like I can always expel. <laughs> like I can always, I feel like I could talk forever, which is part of the reason why I made this podcast. But like, so I've been mindful of that and I've been thinking about that a lot. And so even when I like talk out loud to myself and stuff, I just like think about how, I think about trying to slow down my thoughts and like really move through them. But then I thought, no wonder you feel like you can talk all the time. I'm sure that's being amped up by the fact that you are listening to someone else all the time. Like, you know, when you are listening, I do this to podcasts, I do this to my friends' voice memos that they send me, I do this to everything, <laughs> like TV, but like react to stuff. Like your friend sends you a voice memo and you're answering them as if they're talking to you, but they're not, you're, they're not on the phone, you know? I feel like I was living my life that way with this constant stream of information. So it's like, I'm watching a YouTube video, for instance, and every time the person says something, I have a thought that is in reaction to what they're saying. And I feel like at any point I could like just start talking and be talking in reaction to what they're saying. And I don't know if this is making sense, but I realized like, what is why do i not why can i not sit in the quiet <laughs> like why can i not be still and be quiet and just have no thoughts i realized that this is what meditation is and i also realized that a lot of people struggle with these things i'm i feel like airing myself out in a very particular way right now but i know the first thing i talked about like not being able to feel your feelings, like that hardening. I know a lot of people feel that a good example of that is hookup culture, you know? Whoever cares less is the winner. And then I know people feel this, this like inability to be still because I know how hard it is for everyone to meditate. <laughs> and um, I know how respected people who meditate are because like it is, like such a feat to be able to just like literally be quiet and be still and be able to just like take control of your mind. So I know it's not just me, but 
my what I realized for for me. I've been trying to to meditate for a while now, for like probably for years. I remember downloading Headspace when I was um, like a like a junior in college. So I don't know. <laughs> That's a long time ago. So literally for years, I've been trying to learn how to meditate, and I always fall off. And doing it can be so uncomfortable for me. And I, I feel like the, I can be meditative, like when I'm doing yoga, but in general, or like when I'm like writing a paper or something, but just sitting and meditating, I cannot do. I realized, and I thought this tip might work for you, that I was trying to do guided meditations and they were like 10 minutes long. It wasn't happening. And all I need is silence. And I realized it might team me up like well for the day if instead of like waking up and checking my phone, which I stopped doing like social media and stuff in the in the mornings, like I'm actually good with that. But even just like checking your text messages or checking the news, like immediately when you wake up, like, no, <laughs> stop doing that. I was like, and... Then I also, I wake up and right now my little routine is like, I'll wake up, I'll pray, and then I'll journal. Even that, I feel like, (laughs) is too much right when you wake up. If you struggle with what I'm struggling with, this like incessant stream of information in and out of your brain, then try this trick and like start at the bare minimum start at like literally one minute but like when you wake up and put a timer on so you you may have to open your phone but just like go straight to the timer (laughs) put a timer on for like one minute and just try to think nothing i what i do is i just like listen to the sounds that are around me because i live in a relatively loud place so it's never going to be like literally completely silent. So I just focus on what I can hear. I try not to think any thoughts about what I can hear. So it's not like the birds are chirping and I'm trying to think in my brain, oh, like the birds are chirping, that's so cute. I try to just literally hear the birds chirping and just focus on the sound and think nothing. And I, right now, I only, I literally only do it for a couple minutes, but I think it drastically changes the course of my day because silence is something that I feel very uncomfortable in. If I try to spend like a long time in silence, I have, I'm building my stamina up to it now, so I can do it. But if I try to spend too long, like just completely silent, like, or even, I, don't, I usually don't even put myself in that situa- situation. Like the thought is very daunting to me. I wouldn't, for instance, like embark on a 30 minute drive with the intention of like not listening to anything. That The thought of doing that would not even occur to me. Like being in silence, if I'm forced to for 30 minutes, would kind of stress me out, <laughs> to be honest. And it shouldn't be that way. I don't know if you could tell just now, but I like swallowed the wrong way and my voice, I thought I was like really on the verge of a cough and I was really trying to hold it in so I could finish the thought. 
And that was really silly of me, but anyway. I realized that I shouldn't be afraid to sit like 30 minutes in silence. And to get slightly deep on you here before I leave, before I let you go. I was really reflecting (laughs) on like where the inability to be in silence came from. Because when I was younger, I know that I've always had like, I've always needed to be stimulated by a lot, by something major. My mom would tell you that. She would tell you that like when I was a baby and onwards, like I always wanted someone to be stimulating me at all times. And that's why reading I really latched onto because it was like I could stimulate myself just reading and like being able to think up a whole new reality from the words. But I didn't really like playing with toys because I didn't feel like it offered me that much like intellectual anything. But all that to say that I know that what but what that what that was like that version of myself that I needed to just like need some need someone attention or need some like interaction a lot and then the version of myself now that needs to be listening to something 24 7 like there's a gap there (laughs) it's a little bit off (laughs) I know that's not the trajectory I was supposed to be on I know something got lost in translation and I think it's a combination of a lot of things you know, I, you know, personally feel like capitalism contributes to everything. So I think that has something to do with it. I think like, you know, I live in the era with the smartphones and the streaming services. I was really thinking about how crazy streaming services are. Reflect, reflect on that for a second. <laughs> like, think about the difference between a record player and a streaming service but I know that tech and all those things like I'm not the only person out here who is experiencing the need for like a constant stream of information and there are a bunch of researchers who talk about that and all that jazz but I was like but what made me a part of that group because there are some people who don't feel that there's some people who are able to use technology and the access to information that we have nowadays in like a positive life enriching way and they like are chilling and so I was like what makes me not be like that (laughs) you know and I thought to myself that there was something that I went through when I was younger and it made me I think feel very intense emotions and my natural disposition I have come come to realize and also been told by others is like very nonchalant is very aloof I'd be chilling right I'm not like I think my natural if you could see me I'm doing like a little wave with my hand but you know those like little waves those little sound charts that you see And you know how like if the peak and the valley are close (laughs) to the x-axis then that means that it's like and you can imagine it's pretty small like the waves are pretty small but then if you extend how far egypt the peak and the trough go 
the wave gets bigger and bigger, right? So imagine that. I feel like you can see it. You can see it in your head. The you know, rolling with the homies, that hand sign. Imagine it small and then imagine it big. Okay. I feel like my natural disposition is when it's small. And like when I'm like really just coasting <laughs> through life. And when I was younger, I thought that was a bad thing because things don't make me that upset, but things also, it's very hard for me to get like super excited about something. I feel like I generally operate at like, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. So to make me incredibly happy to be here is a little bit difficult, but it's also hard to make me like, you know, sad to be here. I feel like I'm over explaining this, um, but that's okay. We don't apologize for our thoughts around here. Um, all that to say, I think I usually operate there, but that experience that I had when I was younger, it was making me feel things that were like the valleys were so deep. I don't even know if I have said this out loud before, even in an audio journal. <laughs> and I am about to upload it. Anyway, the valleys were so deep that I was like, I think something like my fighter, my fight or flight kicked in. And something was like, well, we can't do any of this anymore. <laughs> like, no more feelings, period. <laughs> because if you allow yourself to like really feel this feeling like really be in touch with it <laughs> you like you will not do well like it would not be a good outcome <laughs> i feel like that's what my that's what my internal self said and so as a, like a self-preservation measure i I think I, I tried to like just remain at just like a constant, <laughs> just like a constant energy state 24 seven. And I think in order to do that, I had to listen to a bunch of stuff because in order to do that, I had to veer off from any like major emotion because Upon reflecting, I also didn't used to really unravel happiness either. So it's like this whole episode, I've really been like focusing on sad emotions um, because it is what forced me into the self-reflection. However, I used to, and I still do really struggle with like something good happens and I like really feel that <laughs> like an accomplishment to like really sit in it and be proud of it and for it to take up a lot of your brain space. I struggle with that. Or to like get excited for something very far in advance. I struggle with that. And I, I think part of that is because I don't want to be disappointed, but all that aside, like it was a it's a detriment to me when I, it's a negative emotion because I'm not allowing myself to like release the emotion to learn from it, which is I feel like a, a key and important step to learn from it and then release it. But on the happy side, like I wasn't able to like sit in happiness and just feel it. It's like I would feel it for a few moments 
whatever that means that could be that could mean like some minutes or hours maybe but like some a moment (laughs) and then I would not feel it anymore and I like that's not a great way to to live and I think something that helped me start to feel happiness more and this is like an intersecting uh habit that I was doing so I was like thinking about not feeling my feelings forcing them to forcing myself to unravel them forcing myself to sometimes be in the quiet and I was also doing like just gratitudes in my journal and I would also I would try to write out a bunch and I write out like really big stuff and really small stuff and I I would try to include negative things because it forced me to be like happy to like really consider what in my life is negative basically so let's say let's say like I was feeling worried about money I would force myself to write about being worried about money but then after that I would I would write something like and having money to be worried about you know because like there was a time in my life where I would have never dreamed that I would have like achieved what I have financially at this point not that it's you know amazing (laughs) we do what we can we do what we can but it's better than it's like impressive to little me right so I, I like write out good and bad things and then I just like think about them and so then over time because I was reflecting on those things throughout the day at every night when I was feeling them throughout the day I would feel them like more deeply like when I was in a moment that I was like I know I'm going to be grateful for this later on I would force myself to like just sit in it and just experience it and that extended my happiness just as forcing myself to talk through whatever emotion I was bubbling up was like extending my sadness and both of those things have been very helpful for me and they have transformed the way that I think about my life because I'm trying to think of like a good way to summarize like why but it's literally just that I always feel like just like grateful to be here even when I like really reflect on like uh you know (laughs) things are bad like not even in my personal life but like out in the world I'm a reproductive justice girl (laughs) so you know like Things out in the world are bad, awful, really. But just like focusing on, um, just like allowing myself to move through life without constantly forcing myself to backtrack and switch directions and listen to what other people say and think a thought. And then like, that's, I was always like, it was like playing like um, hopscotch. Like I was never just like still. 
with both feet on the ground, chilling. <laughs> I was always like doing the most with my feet. Like, why? <laughs> sit down, bitch, sit down. <laughs> anyway, I feel like being able to sit down and just be with myself and just relax emotionally has been like game changing for me. And I talk a lot about like myself at different stages in life. And I also talk a lot about like things I wasn't able to do when I was younger that I can do now and vice versa. And I don't know, I feel like, you know, some things just like come and go, <laughs> we go through seasons. Cause I feel like I've had this skill before and I feel like I lost it somewhere and picked it up like a few times, but this time I feel like I'm cognizant of the fact that I have it again or that I'm working towards it again. Cause I, I truly honestly do not have it all the way. I still listen to things often <laughs> and I still have, I still ignore a lot of emotions, but I'm working towards it. And I think the tighter or the better grasp I get on it, like the more grateful I am for it because I know like the amount of effort that I'm putting in to gain this skill. And I feel like it will make me more protective of it. So hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, I will, at least if I lose my way again, I'll know more concretely how I need to get back, like why I need to get back to being able to do this and how. And my hope is that if you have been doing any one of these things or thinking about any one of these things that maybe you think about how they're connected to the other things I've talked about. Cause again, I feel like most of them are pretty, not universal, but maybe, maybe the word universal experiences, like because we all live in the same society, we we in a way all feel the same type, we feel the same pressures. We feel them differently maybe uh, from person to person, depending on you know what life you were dropped into, but we feel similar things, you know? And I think part of the reason I was, I'm actually so ashamed of some of these things is because I've like always wanted to imagine myself as like being above that type of stuff, like being above, like really caring about what people think on social media or like, oh yeah, I'm always listening to something, but it's a podcast because I'm intelligent. Like, no, <laughs> like, you know, we live in a society, <laughs> life happens. Anyway, the point is this. I I have learned a lot from thinking about what it means to like just be in silence and learning how to appreciate how and when and who I allow to like enter my brain <laughs> and take up space because I was like doing that constantly. I was lending out my brain space. You know how I thank you at the end of these episodes, if you ever get there, <laughs> I thank you at the end of these episodes for like lending me some of your brain space because it's a gift, you know? 
to be able to interact with someone and like for you to hear what I say, e- even if you disagree or if you don't like it, but just like to receive it is like, wow, that's so nice of you. But I was like doing this to everyone. <laughs> I was allowing everyone to enter my brain space. And in real life, I actually don't really feel like I do that. Like I do feel like I have the skill of removing myself from situations that I know I'm not going to like um, if I can, because I want to protect my personal like peace and structure. And so why wasn't I able to do that just in my day-to-day when I'm by myself? And this is a, a conversation for a different day, but living by myself, I also feel like has really teed this off because I have, I am by myself constantly, especially living by myself and working from home. There were phases, I feel like I made all these journeys of self-discovery recently, but it's because literally there were phases in my life where I could go like Sunday to Thursday without in-person talking to anyone that I actually know. If I saw, if I spoke to someone, it would probably be like on the street while I was like walking my dog, literally. (laughs) Or if I was like interacting with someone at a store or something, that would be the extent of my human interaction and I don't know if that was good for me or bad for me. It forced a lot of introspection, but it also, mm, <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird. Either way, living alone has really like, I feel like accelerated and intensified this for me. But sitting, it, just being with yourself. Silence is one thing like pure, you know, white noise, but like just being able to be with yourself and just chill and it not be this whole big thing, it's amazing. I know that it would be amazing for everyone to experience it. (laughs) And I know a lot of us struggle with it. So I hope that any part of this episode has been helpful to you. If it has, I'm so happy. Like literally that warms my heart and selfishly i would like you to rate and review the podcast because i know y'all like the podcast you're telling me you like it i look at the views i know you like it so tell the people that you like it because i'm not going to promote it on my social media because that would defeat the purpose you know (laughs) okay anyway but rate and review the podcast you can do that on like spotify and apple music and share it i guess if you feel so inclined that would be like that's big of you because sharing a podcast is like you really think this person is talking you really think they have something to say anywho um i hope that you have a great day i hope that you're able to you know be with yourself i i honestly hope and pray that like just sitting with your own thoughts and emotions is much easier for you at present than it is for me or has been for me in the past because I wouldn't wish that on others but if it's something that you're working on something that you're cognizant of I hope that you're able to improve it and I hope that any combination of these things that I have said helps you get a little bit closer to your dream self and I'm so sorry (laughs) for disappearing for like a month